Hey, Jamesy. Rock it, man. I know you will. You know what that sounds... <laughs> you know what that sounds means? You know what that sounds... <laughs> you know what that sounds like? You know what that sound means? It's time for episode 11 of Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. That's me. That's Mike. Uh, what did we just hear before we forget? We just heard Halloween with I Want Out <laughs> from the album Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 2. We also Lost heard in New oh. York. Oh, <clears> before that, what did you hear, Mike? Before that, we heard T.W. Walsh with a demo recording of a song that I like a lot called Start Without Me, which I initially heard on a Pedro the Lion album long ago, a song he wrote that they recorded in that band. Pedro the Lion, which uh, is long for long form for PTL, <laughs> which is short for Praise the Lord. That's right. That's what that <laughs> All means. ties up together. Uh, for that, to start off the nonstop <laughs> rock block, we heard Chain Link Fence from the Go Team from their new album, Semicircle. Uh, I don't know if we want to address this now. Uh, a couple people have wandered into the studio. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, we should introduce them. Yes. Mr. Mr. Sunfire. <laughs> is that... Is that? I, I think you got him confused. I think you're confused. Mr. I think he'll be here later. Yeah, he might show up later. But I, I saw him... I saw a bag that said uh, Sunfire on it. Out, out. It was like an old... Uh, uh, a duffel bag. A duffel bag. Yeah. And it said Sunfire on the side. Written in Sharpie. Yeah. That's I not mean, yours. No, 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 no. And it's an upgrade from the uh, Taco Bell carryout bag <laughs> he used to use. Oh, from the where you can get uh, 10 tacos or 10 burritos in the box. To yeah. Go. The and famous you, feast is what they call oh, it. Oh, yeah. is, is that like the Taco Bell equivalent to a uh, Crave case? Yeah. I re- do they still have that? I remember that. Because I. Could you choose your uh, any uh, combination of tacos and burritos? I think that was the deal. Yeah, you it's get infinite ten. choice. You get ten, well, it could be one burrito, nine tacos. Don't two list burritos, every don't eight <laughs> tacos. It's like Forrest Gump in here. Three. <laughs> uh, with us today oh, is our old friend David Orr. It's not that man old. Of, man of many hats. Yeah. I was gonna say I hesitated to say your name there because I was gonna say what you're known for, but you've you've done a lot of stuff. Oh, you're big currently, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be easier to name things he's not known yeah. for. He's not known for <laughs> not known for racism. Uh huh. He's not known for oh boy, not in a while. Grand larceny. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I'm not. And uh, that's it. I'm not a chemist. Yeah. Yeah. Not definitely, decidedly not a chemist. He's not a tumor. <laughs> and uh. in fact, we have uh, one other special guest with us in the studio today. Uh, we're going to give this a shot. My six-year-old son. Asa Adams. Asa, how are you today? Good. What's that? Good. Good. Okay, good. great. Welcome, Asa. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Is it nice to be here? <laughs> All right. Okay, great. <laughs> That's how I well, feel Well, we'll hear more it. from Asa later. Uh, I want to hear for, more from Asa now. Oh, what do you got? Sure. He can answer any question you ask him. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what I find to be the case. So, Asa, what is it like to be a six-year-old? Speaking to the mic. I don't know. Okay. Um, That's like asking a fish, what's the water like? That's yeah. true. What is your passion in life right now? 
What are you what do you what do you enjoy most on television, let's say? Uh Dinosaur King. Dinosaur King. <laughs> Who is the Dinosaur King? It's like a movie about like little pet dinosaurs Oh, can you say that again into the microphone? It's little dinosaurs. And then they turn into big dinosaurs and fight. All right, I'll have to check this out. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy show. It's mm-hmm. not It's not good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Did you hear that, Asa? David it, says it's not good. Do you think okay. it is good? Yeah. I, oh, I look at said, that. Asa says it is good, David. I, I should have said it's not my cup of tea. Uh-huh. Huh. Do you even drink tea, Asa? No. See? All right. So, uh, before we get too far into the show, I just I feel like we got to clear the air here. Um, whenever, regardless of what day you're hearing this, uh, for us in our reality and the universe that we live in, today is uh, the holiest of all days, Easter Sunday, and uh, we had big big plans. We were all going to get together at my place. Uh, have a big feast and party, and then record the show in this sort of party atmosphere. But two things have have gone wrong today that have uh, got me in a, in a slower pace than I was anticipating for the show. One thing is, neither of your wives turned up. Our wives. Yeah. Those, Jared and I. Yeah. I'm not sure why. It really threw things off. They're but actually it, sick. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, they got, they became sick. ill. Yeah, independently ill from yeah, one another. Maybe not. Well, yeah. Maybe they they're swapping germs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, because we did go ahead and get together and eat, I ate entirely too much food. Mm-hmm. Way too much. And I'm feeling yeah. lethargic because of it. I did the same. <laughs> I was I was feeling like that was happening when I was watching you eat. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of food, uh, when I was making the food, uh, part of what I was making involved using a giant bowl. And I was like, where's the big bowl that I want to use? And I never found out. And then, after I made the food, I find out it's being used as a puke bucket. <laughs> the By same your, bucket. The big bowl. That I wanted to put food in that you would eat. Oh, is being God. used Horrific. as a hurl bowl. That's what it will always be now. Yes. And now you can't yes. go back. Right. Yeah. You cannot go back. Yeah. It's like the little uh, quarter cup uh, measuring cup I used to dole out kibble to my dog. Mm-hmm. Mm. You don't use that for cornmeal for or rice food. or what? I mean, if it's if it's not safe for your dog, why would you why why would you feed it to your dog? I just think you don't cross <laughs> the streams. You okay. Know? <laughs> no, but you know I've seen a dog uh, eat. Uh, Defecate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Ace, wouldn't want to eat that, but Asa, the dog seems fine. Asa, have you ever tried dog food? Ew. Good answer. I'll take that as a yes, and it was disgusting. <laughs> oh, gross. Asa, when did you eat dog food? Nowhere. You didn't? Oh, okay. You're just saying it sounds gross. This is just, yeah. this yeah. Is just yeah. in keeping with your brand of deciding yeah. whether you like or don't like a food before you've actually tried it. I think my mom ate dog food or cat for food before. Really? <laughs> yeah. On purpose? I think she wanted to try to see if it's yummy. Oh, what a freak. What did she say? Was it good? Uh, I 
I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, that is in keeping with your mom's brand of mm-hmm. being an adventurous spirit <laughs> who will basically try anything. Uh-huh. Anything. Anything. Asa, what is your favorite <laughs> food these days? Um, bird poop. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I heard a story that you tried bird poop once when you were three years old. Is that true? Mm-hmm. That you licked some bird poop on the playground? Yes. <laughs> Do you remember what it tasted like? Poop. Okay. Uh, Wait, is that really your favorite food right now? Just kidding. Oh, what is it? Is it pizza pie? Nope. Is it Sour Patch Kids? Cookie pie. Cookie pie? What is cookie pie? It's a bunch of cookies mashed up into a pie. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Hey, so we were uh, fighting pretty hard earlier to get you to try some uh, Easter dinner food. Yeah. And you didn't want to, right? Yeah. Would you describe yourself as a fairly picky eater? Mm-hmm. You would? So maybe you could list to us all the food that you do like to eat. Instead of telling us the ones you don't like to eat, what are some foods that you enjoy eating? Pizza. Okay. Anything Qu- else? Quesadilla. Uh-huh. Chips. Chips? What kind of chips? Uh, tortilla chips. Uh-huh. Uh, Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. Uh-huh. Uh, gummy bears. Okay. And um, and a sucker. Those are all the foods you like to eat. Yeah, but you're you're pretty picky on other stuff. What was that last thing you said? Sucker. Oh. I thought you said some, <laughs> and I was going <laughs> to start playing All-Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> I, I said all the food I like, and then, then my dad says that all, and then I said some. Yeah. Buddy once told me. You know that song? No. <laughs> you know this song, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we lost him. Oh, we lost him. I'm not sure what happened there. (laughs) Uh, Rang, rang. Hey, my phone's ringing. Oh, yeah. Who could it be? Yeah. Hey, this is Johnny Buzzard from the FCC, and if I hear any of you fellas saying bird poop or bird duty or dog food or Rudy Tooty, I'm going to shut this radio station right down. Oh, gosh. Oh, we don't want to. I'm sorry. What did you say your name was? I'm sorry. Hello? I think something happened with the line. That was the FCC, and now we've lost them, and I just want to be sure that we're not being fined here. Uh, I'd hate to get WFHB in a whole heap of trouble. Uh, Let's go back to listing foods. Uh, Here we have uh, Miss Anna Kendrick. Individual cranberry baked brie puff pastries. Brussels sprouts with caramelized onions and crispy bacon fried mac and cheese balls with truffle oil, buttery jalapeno cornbread, lobster mashed potatoes, garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms, roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans, prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears, cranberry sauce out of the can. (laughs) Thank you, Anna Kendrick. Who's Anna Kendrick? What was that? Who's Anna Kendrick? Yeah. She's she's a delightful, beloved actress. Talented. A talented... Uh, you need to speak into the microphone, guest. That made me barf all over the place. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring. Oh, oh no. we got another call. No more toilet Now, talk. this is Johnny Buzzard, the officer from the FCC, calling once again, and I just heard a boy say the word barf on on the radio station. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to swat that, child. 
Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Mr. Buzzard, I'm afraid. I don't like that. Uh, Caramelized onions and crispy bacon. Fried mac and cheese balls with truffle oil. Buttery jalapeno cornbread. Lobster mashed potatoes. Garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms. Roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans. Prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears. Cranberry sauce out of the can. <laughs> so, I can, uh, I can explain that. If you'd like. Yeah, please do. So that, uh, I was listening to the, uh, Anna Kendrick audiobook read by the author. Yeah. And what's the, uh, ISBN reason, number on that? Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to give a look at that for you. Hit me after the show. Yeah. Uh, I'll D- DM you. Uh, and at one point she lists things she would have at, uh, a Thanksgiving meal. She just lists the, in the book. Did you put that on YouTube? And so I, uh, yeah, so then I took this, the compact disc that that was on, imported that track into my computer, took that 25 seconds, and uh, put a, the image of the, the book on there and uploaded <laughs> it to YouTube.com. Now, who is she exactly? What's she done? Oh, my gosh, that I would know? Mike. Uh, read a, uh, watch a movie much? Up in the air. Up? up in the air. Uh, Wait, is that the perfect. Kevin? Is that the Kevin Bacon no, goes to Africa basketball movie? No, no, that's it's with George Clooney. There. They're up in the air. Uh, Pitch Perfect two, Pitch Perfect three, and Pitch Pitch Perfect one. Saturday Night Live, hosting at least once or twice. Are pronunciations of some scientific authors, a short conchological glossary, and a few unusual popular show names. Let's begin with the A's on page two seven two. Acanthina posilirata, spirata, Acanthodorus pilosa, Acanthoplura granulata, Acilla castrensis, Acmea asmi, Cassis conus, Depicta digitalis, Fenestrata incessa, Instabilis limatula, Mitra peliacea, Pelta persona. Postulata, Scabra, Testudinalis, Admiti, Kuthwei, Twilight, Equipectin, Elsewhere, Fear Itself, The Mark Peace Experience, Up in the Air, The Twilight Saga New Moon, The Twilight Saga Eclipse, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, 5050, The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1, What to Expect When You're Expecting, Family Guy, <laughs> Paranorman, The Company You Keep, End of Watch, Binfolds 5, do it anyway. Adara, Penicillata, Translurata, Anadara, Brasiliana, Floridana, Leonosa, Notabilis, Ovalis, Transversa, Anatina, Anatina, Lineata, Plicatella, Into the Woods, Ancestral Syrinx, Digging for Fire, Pitch Perfect 2, Mr. Wright, The Hollers, Get a Job, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. So those are all Trolls, Anna Kendrick movies. The Accountant. Stephen Hawking's new voice, Comic Relief. Oh Table 19. Trolls Holiday. Pitch Perfect 3. Noel. Pre-production. A Simple Favor. Post-production. Trolls 2. Pre-production. So uh, I'd say uh, that's who Anna Kendrick is, Mike. 
So about half that time we heard um, Oh I've lost it now Good grief We heard the scientific names We heard R. Tucker Abbott reading the scientific names Of uh, the seashells of North America And uh, I want to use that as a segue To talk to our guest David Orr today About his uh, paleo art Which he's uh, Famous for I wouldn't say that but. <laughs> You're a paleo artist um, would you say I would, that? I would say that I am <clears throat> I am a member of the paleo art community who makes po- paleo art adjacent creative work, which is not intended to have, you know, unimpeachable scientific credibility mm-hmm. as a proper piece of paleo art should aspire to. In a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> How big is the uh Paleo art adjacent community. What are, what are we it's talking about? It's smaller than the paleo art proper community. <laughs> <laughs> it's overall, I'd say it's a. I did it. Actually, ran a survey last year, um, trying to figure out what people are making. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should be. I should explain to the good listeners. Oh, here good idea. Yeah. That when we say paleo art, we basically mean artistic representations of extinct life. That. Um, you know, tries to be faithful to what the animals or plants actually might have looked at like, according to scientific consensus, as it stands, in a nutshell. Um, so I did a survey last year from the blog I've been running for almost nine years now, Love in the Time of Chasmosaurs, and uh, we got about 350 respondents. Um, and I would say the community is somewhat larger than that. And I hope to get a larger response rate next time. Wow. Um, but basically what we found was that most people don't make a lot of money from it. Uh, so my knowledge is limited of uh, science and art and uh, otherworldly things. I mostly stick to the spiritual. Uh <laughs> When I think of uh, what it what it would be like to guess what a prehistoric creature looked like, it just seems to me like well, we just take a couple guesses. I've seen Bill Watterson's dinosaurs, and I've seen other, you know, I've seen Dr. Seuss's uh, drawings. They're one and the same to me. How, what is the criteria that you, or maybe the more serious paleo mm-hmm. or uh, crowd? Uh, what are, what are you looking at? Because you, like you were saying, you want unimpeachable uh, art as best as we know it at that time when it's made. What what are you looking at? What do we know? What can we know? Uh, it basically depends on what kind of remains have been found in the fossil record, and from there you look. I mean, you look at you know the bones that you actually found, and you can tell things from that, like where muscles attached or you know the way they fit together, and then it's. Um, I mean, you can find things like Velociraptor, famous dinosaur, in Jurassic Park, breakout star. Uh, Its bones actually had, like, little knobs that feathers would be attached to, like, in life. They they correlate to those kind of knobs in living birds. So, you know, you take things like that that you can compare to living animals and other bones of extinct animals that were related and... You can build up a pretty good picture. Um, 
Sorry, that was a bad smack. Oh, that's okay. We're, you should hear Jared half the time. <laughs> it's like uh, a, it's actually, like a, on the <laughs> last episode, our old friend, our mutual friend, Nathan Vollmer, was on. And we actually spent about half the show taste testing uh, those pretzels uh, that I had that were extremely crunchy. Yeah, crunchy. So don't sweat it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, in order to do it and have it have any credibility, you have to be a good artist, but also like pretty good at reading anatomy and understanding the way things fit together. Um, as well as ideally like understanding like all the things that make up a natural environment. So if you're drawing a T-Rex, like understanding like what kind of plants would have been around, um, the like chemical makeup of the stones, the fossils are found in and the minerals that like create the fossils tell you, you know, what kind of, was it a river environment or a woodland environment? So it's pretty pretty fascinating when yeah. you get down to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that raptor example that you gave is uh, the most common misconception just because of the, the popularity of Jurassic Park and, that, and those representations? Or is there one that's like the top one that sort of people get wrong a lot? Um, yeah, there's some like <laughs> classic sort of tropes that kind of stick around just because um, a lot of people are used to the way dinosaurs would have been drawn or presented like in the 50s and 60s and it took a while for things to switch over and then by the time you got to the 90s like Jurassic Park pretty much caught people up Mm -hmm. with where things were in the mid 70s and the 80s Um, but then shortly after that yeah it's like in China people started finding a lot more feathered um, you know fossil remains and stuff like that Um, there's just been uh, all around all kinds of the like kind of iconic popular animals have sort of gotten major facelifts uh, like you know people would think like brontosaurus would have to live in the swamp and it's still kind of you know that kind of slow sluggish like vision of it sort of stuck around for a while and it's kind of kind of going away just because it seems like a lot of like current pop culture is embracing more natural you know views of what they were like like more realistic Um, takes on yeah but still like the new jurassic park movies don't have very accurate they're actually less accurate in a lot of ways than the dinosaurs in the 1993 jurassic park just because i don't think the science the the uh there's i don't think there's any like real science consultants on it and i don't think the filmmakers care at this point yeah so because they've got their they've got their brand set up yeah exactly kind of roll with it yeah I think my boy Asa, he loves dinosaurs. I think he may have a question for you. What do you got, Asa? Why do dinosaurs eat each other? <laughs> wow, that's a huge question. I can also I can always count on Asa for these big questions that mm-hmm. are hard to answer. I guess the short answer is because they're hungry. <coughs> do you think does that satisfy your curiosity? Why do T-Rexes eat different dinosaurs? Yeah. Well, um, they... Instead of eating plants, right? Yeah. Well, that's just the way they're made up. You know, that's just the kind of... uh, The cards they were dealt in the great evolutionary card game. Yeah, you sure can, bud. (laughs) Go ahead. Asa Adams, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being on the show. (laughs) 
He says that he's not done yet, <laughs> but he needs to go out to that living room. Probably. Well, it was an experiment. You he's know, probably was... checking the facts that I gave him. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, uh, we had... I, I don't really want to get into it on the show, but... <clears throat> we had kind of a bad experience at a business here in town. And when we came home, I was telling my wife about it, and it got, I got worked up and everything, and it was just like, oh, I can't believe we went through this. And then out of the blue, Asa says to my wife, Hey, Mom, I realized something about love. And we both got really quiet. We were waiting for something very profound. And we said, Asa, what's up, man? You've realized something about love? He says, yeah. Love is spelled L-O-V-E, but it sounds like it has a U in it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was incredible. That's great. It's very practical. Asa, I heard that you learned something... Uh, are you back on? Are you back? Yeah. Where's your microphone? Right here. I heard that you learned something about love. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Tell us. I learned that love has an O and a magic E, but the O doesn't make O. So what what kind of sound does it make? Ah. Uh, uh, so, we c- so it should be spelled like L-U-V. Love, right? But supposed to, it's supposed to be love. Loathe. 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 I loathe Which sounds you. like loathe, which means you don't like somebody if you loathe them. What? <laughs> it's a word. There's a word called loathe. L-O-A-T-H-E. And it means that you don't like somebody. That's weird. I it's know. ironic, isn't it? Yeah, the English language. Just a little <laughs> twist of that one <laughs> syllable. Yeah, it is a weird thing to think that um, the word loathe means the opposite of what you would think the word love sounds like if you just saw it written down <laughs> and didn't understand the language. Yeah. That is weird. Wild, wild <laughs> stuff. Asa, uh, I have another question for you. Are you with us, Asa? <laughs> Yes. Okay, so uh, you're in the what grade? Sixth, seventh, eighth? No. What? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. The kindergarten grade. What are they teaching you these days in kindergarten? What's the last thing that you learned in kindergarten uh, you can blah, remember? Okay. I didn't catch that. I what? also don't believe that. What? Uh, what is something you learned? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a professional show. Hey, hey, you hey wait, we're still on, Jared. We're still on. We're still on. Wait, this is recording. Yeah, we're still on. Oh, Go sorry easy, about that. <laughs> man. This is this has been rough. I mean, we got the FCC like saying they're going to open and slap the boy. Jared's going <laughs> off on him. Oh, this is not the way most of my Easter's have gone in the yeah, past. Yeah, that's true. This is a this is a new it's a different new kind. tradition. Yeah, a different kind of Easter. We're just. We've gone off the rails here. This is wild and crazy. It's a zoo in here. It's a zoo. Fried mac and cheese balls with truffle oil. Buttery jalapeno cornbread. Lobster mashed potatoes. Garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms. Roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans. Prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears. Cranberry sauce out of the can. Individual cranberry baked brie puff pastries. Brussels sprouts with caramelized onions and crispy bacon. Fried mac and cheese balls with truffle oil. Buttery jalapeno cornbread. Lobster mashed potatoes. 
garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms, roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans, prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears, cranberry sauce out of the can, individual cranberry baked brie puff pastries. Jared, I remember one time when um, something very fun that we did. You had the uh, Regis Philbin audiobook. And we just (laughs) would skip through and uh, (laughs) listen to like 20 seconds at a time. And that was was quite fun. We'll have have to try that on the show sometime. Love to. Uh, Should we play some music? Oh, yeah. What do you think? Asa. Hey, so what's that say it again? Do you want to play Easter egg music? Oh, I'm not sure if <laughs> like I have song, Like Easter songs that have music. Easter eggs in them if you... No, like an Easter egg is talking about walking on the street like, yeah, hoop Um, I don't know about that, but do you know any jokes, Asa? Knock, knock. Who's there? House. House who? How's everybody doing today? That's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, Pretty good. I, I know one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne who? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, wait, knock knock. Who's there? Scooby. Scooby Doo. Wait, no, Scooby Who. <laughs> no, Scooby Doo. Oh, I I messed that one up. Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. So, any other dinosaur questions for Mesa? Yes. Oh yeah, what do you got? David can answer I'm, all I'm your dinosaur all day. queries. Why are Velociraptors so fast? Well. I'm going to do a well, actually. They probably weren't all that fast in uh, in reality. If you were looking for a fast dinosaur, you would be looking at something more like Gallimimus, Ornithomimus, or the other Mimuses. They were also known as the ostrich mimic dinosaurs, and I'll bet they could truck along at a pretty good clip. But why? Why? I thought Velociraptors were really fast. My boy... I think that you are old enough to learn about the idea of a popular misconception. <laughs> Maybe while we listen to this next song, I could talk to you about it in greater depth. But, um, on the um, Dinosaur King, there was a raptor that went super fast. Yeah, I, I mean, my boy, I think it's time that I teach you about the concept of artistic license. And I'm sorry your parents have not taught you about <laughs> that yet. Do you, do but you it know, will fall to me. Do you know what an isosaur is? The what's a nisosaur? What an isosaur is? I think Jared's truck is my old truck. Yeah. <laughs> no, an isosaur. What's an isosaur? Tell us about it. I saw it on Dinosaur King. Oh, I think it, you know we might have to put a moratorium on Dinosaur King. Seems like they're feeding you lots of bogus information. Yeah, I pretty much all I know about dinosaurs is from this one show, and it was called Dinosaurs. All I know is the baby is not the mama. <laughs> That's true. Not the mama. <laughs> okay, let's uh, play a song and get out of here for a minute. <laughs> okay, your son's tickling go. me. Play a song. Cut to a song.
With unspoken requests, with Jared and Mike, and David, and our <laughs> guest David Orr, our previous guest Asa Monroe, has. Are we saying his name on the air? Did I do that? Did we do that already? I've yeah. said Asa Adams earlier, so someone's going to have to be a real sleuth <laughs> and listen to this whole mess. To <laughs> don't want to give his the, full name out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, don't his say social his social security, security number <laughs> is. Just use the last four guys. Yeah. Come, come on. I ordered a pizza from a local establishment last night. Pizza Express. I thought the X stood for extreme. Espresso. Pizza Espresso. <laughs> and uh, I called up. I said, is this the West Side? They said, yeah. I said, I'll have this order for delivery. And they go, are you still on 3rd Street? Yeah. And what's the last four digits of your credit card? I gave them the last four. She goes, see you in 30 minutes. So they just keep that? That's what I asked Jess. I was like, do they keep our card? On I mean, five? they have to. Now I've said it on the radio. Yeah, now some crook mm-hmm. is going to hear this show in the middle of the night. All yeah. they have to drive do is over, call up, kick the door in. No, all they do have to do is call up Pizza X and know the last four of your number and intercept the pizza on the way here. Is yeah. that what you're saying? No, I'm saying someone <laughs> could break and steal everyone in town's credit card number that's on file. Or the, uh, the Republican oh. Guard could do that. <clears throat> Where's the Republican Guard? <laughs> the Iranian, like, you know, like, <laughs> army. <laughs> oh. They could. I just hope they don't hear this show. Let me pull up a long read about that and get <laughs> caught up uh, before our next segment. Yeah, great. What do we hear there, Mike? Uh, so that last song we heard was uh, Chain to Your Heart by Bill Fox from his latest album, which was a... It's his most recently released album, but it's old recordings from uh, a record called Before I Went to Harvard. He's a favorite of mine, Bill Fox. He was in town not long ago. Caught the right. show down in the blockhouse. It was great. Let's have him on the show sometime. Oh, Call that'd him up. be fun, wouldn't it? We talked about doing phone interviews on this show. What do you think about that, David? Do you oh, think we'd be able to figure that out? I think you could do it. If anybody could, you guys could. <laughs> I think if you do a, a segment with, with Bill Fox, you should do one called uh, Fill the Box with Bill Fox <laughs> and uh, get have people send in items that they'd like uh-huh. Bill Fox to fill the box with. Well, that's good radio. Yeah, and he could, it'd be like one of those uh, puzzles, you know, where you have to try to get the car out of the little sliding, uh, you know what I'm talking about? These little, they're like uh, little tiles that are in a, oh, yes. and you slide them around. It'll be like one of those, but Bill Fox has to tell us <laughs> one item at a time, which one to put in the box, and they only fit into the box if you do it in just the right way. And so we just do a trial and error thing with him on the phone, on the radio, with the box here with us. And the items on the table here next to the box. Mm-hmm. And Bill Fox has to fill the box by telling us which items go in which order. Oh, this is great. And you just you, you can get the enriched uh, supplementary content on the Instagram feed for the show. Um, should we make feeds for this show? I think you should. Okay. In that case, we will. <laughs> we have a Twitter account that lies dormant. Yeah. Should we also Ever have- since Roseanne, though, has gotten on Twitter, uh, I feel like we should start responding to her and getting involved in that uh, maelstrom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Come on, Jack. I'm wondering if we should just do an Instagram. Yeah, I think that's a fine idea. That's a great idea. I don't know what we'd... Yeah, what pictures would be? <laughs> I mean, we, gotta, we could. We could take, pretty much have the same setup each show. Uh huh. But different. See what we wear each time. Oh, that's good. You know? That's good. Uh, no, this but it'd be it'd stuff. be a picture of our guests. This like is like their promo pick. This is the exact kind of conversation that other radio stations are afraid to have. This this kind of yeah. outside the box thinking is what's going to keep radio alive. Where we are on the uh, outdated media radio, yeah. talking about. What it's going to be like in the near future when we jump into the world of new media, social media, Instagram. <laughs> so, well, how? Okay, this is going to sound probably very dumb. So, I got my pile of pictures on my desk. Mm-hmm. How do I get them into Instagram? Like, you can send them certified mail. They to don't Instagram make headquarters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, want, I like to, I like to kind of DIY it, and the drives. Like there's no CD drives That's on, on the computers anymore, right? Where I would think you would put in like the yeah, Polaroid put the or photo into you the just, CD. You got to put it up on the cloud. Mm-hmm. You got to get that cloud scanner. Is there? Do you run a risk when you put a? F- I know that. Um, well, here's what I'm afraid of: putting a photo in the cloud. Do you run a risk of like bleaching the photo out, like fading the photo? Because I know that UV rays are bad right. for no, photos. No, 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 it's not an actual cloud, you computer dummy. We're but talking they, about it's the net, which is an actual net, mm-hmm. but it's not an actual cloud. A cloud is just the name for a thing. Well, excuse me for living. They take all the photos and they... Uh, uh, they zap them right up there on uh-huh. on microwave beams and, you know, you can get them anytime. <laughs> you know, pull them on down to your phone. How do sound waves work? <laughs> Well, I think in general, like how do we record sound in video for that matter? Can you explain Boy. that? I, I've thought a lot about that. About who's the first person to think? <laughs> okay, I've got this 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 you know wax or vinyl disc here. Maybe I could put my voice on it, or, or some banjo music. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and um, now now it's a multi-million, it, easily multi-million dollar industry. Easily. Tens of thousands of dollars. Here's the thing. Uh, we got to go take a little break. Okay. Um, Anna, I want to take us out, and then we'll be back with David Orr playing. Uh, David Orr's picked out a few songs for us to play. Let's hear some David Orr hits. Yeah, that's not David great. Orr hits. He has his own hits, some songs that he likes. Coming up next, the top of the hour. Lobster mash. request with Jared and Mike. Garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms. Roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans. Prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears. Cranberry sauce out of the can. We're back. Unspoken requests with Jared. That's and it. Mike's out of here. It's unspoken requests with Jared from now on. There's been a coup. <laughs> a coup d'etat. That's right, Daddy. It's just me. I can play whatever I want, talk about whatever <laughs> I want. All right, I've run out of things to talk about. Mike. Thanks. I'd like oh, to talk about Tell City Pretzels. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, good. You guys having a good Easter? 
This is up there with, uh, with my favorite Easter's. Yeah. Actually, I'm having a really lousy day. Oh, why is that? April Fool's, suckers! <laughs> <laughs> having a great it. time. Got some sparkling water here. I am sorry that your wives couldn't be here today. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, uh, I feel bad I was real bummed nice uh, when I heard that news this morning. Yeah. yeah. Real double whammy. Yeah, I think it. my wife, uh, my wife went uh, to the uh, kids' uh, gym with some kids she was babysitting, and I think it happened there. I think uh, that's where this uh, plague began. Mm-hmm. And she uh, spread it to Jared's wife, Andrea. My wife is Jennifer. Uh, I don't know, sickness, you know? Man, I haven't heard your wife referred to as Jennifer maybe ever. And I've known her a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that yeah. is a funny Jennifer. thing to think about. Yeah. Jennifer. Right. And Andrea. Is, I mean, I, I've mm-hmm. heard your wife referred to as Andrea, Can, but not recently. And that's yeah. just funny. They both go by nickname versions. Has of your wife ever gone by just Jennifer? Jennifer. I feel like some people have, somebody has made that, tried to make that a thing at some <laughs> point uh, in the past, but I don't remember didn't who. stick huh apologies to that person yeah. sure you're listening mm-hmm. so we just heard yeah tell us about what we heard david we heard uh, that little set was uh, my own personal curated set of tunes what i like to call my you're like a mix- mixologist <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah that's my i like to call that my easter trio I, it's a tradition <laughs> every easter i queue up three songs one, one song for every day in the tomb <laughs> right so we began with uh, Zeiss, the scintillating Dutch uh, chip tune band with Yves Flod, which means cold winter. Was Good. that uh, recent? Or that old? was from, or, uh, or that was off their 2012 platter. Cool. Uh, mosaic. Uh, highly recommended. Melodic, posi chip tune uh, to bring your day a little bit of sun- sunshine. <laughs> Amiga and Commodore 64 tunes. After that, we heard something for the believers out there. I am a hardcore, <laughs> hardcore atheist. <laughs> <laughs> but we listened to Stevie Wonder's Have a Talk with God off of his classic. Some would say the peak of his abilities at the tender age of 26. 26. Songs in the Key of Life. It's a good one. That was a real eye-opening song for me. It didn't turn me into a believer in God because I'm still a hardcore atheist. <laughs> you wait, you're a what? <laughs> I'm a hardcore, hardcore. atheist. Um, you're like that Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny uh, that uh, the marketing for his new Netflix show, I really love it and uh, ordered myself a signed poster. He's uh, and kind of making a, a, this angry face at you, and it's all red tinted, <laughs> like a devil. And it's like this is exactly this. This like encapsulates my hardcore, <laughs> hardcore <laughs> atheism. <laughs> but your hardcore I'm, atheist butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the kind of hardcore atheist who can still enjoy a song like "Have a Talk with God." By Stevie Wonder. And I'm not getting my panties in a bunch when Johnny Cash is praising the Lord. <laughs> well, he's not an oppressor. No. And I think that's really... Yeah. It makes a huge difference whether you're an oppressor or not. Exactly. Let's get into this. Uh, my, yeah, tear it open. The third song in my Easter trio 
was a it reflects my my political side it's an anti-war tune called my uncle by the flying burrito brothers off of their classic platter the gilded palace of sin do you follow andy kindler on twitter no no No, but i feel like I i should now let you say it i don't know why i'm not it he, seems so natural. He's he's one of my favorites, and he is always uh, picking at <laughs> Ricky Gervais all the live long day. And they have this huge Twitter war, like actual like Twitter war all the time. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> That's great. Uh, now, David, what is it about war that you dislike so much? Mostly the death and chaos it brings. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't sit well with you. No, I would say it does. It it decidedly does not sit well with me. Mm-hmm. I like most people to be happy. Well-fed, educated, able to uh, enjoy a modest amount of leisure activity. If what that's about their living want. in fear? Do you do you want people to live in fear or not to live in fear? Uh, as What's a hardcore atheist, I'm against all kinds of fear, even oh. even the fear of God. Mm-hmm. If God does not exist, there's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I see your hand go for that knob for that echo, and <laughs> I just can't help but bust it up. Hey, I just wanted to point out real quick a quick turning point in the show. Oh, we sure. Just, we just had. Oh. It's our 100th episode. After after 10 and a half episodes, I got tired of the bed music, and I've switched it. Hey, all right. Wow. So Have we been using the same music? It was all Sven Le- Leibeck. Oh, yeah. Australian composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it will be compositions until we get tired of it. Until I get tired of it, <laughs> by uh, Ed Ed, Ed with two D's Ed, Ed Ed he's the Ed from Ed Ed and Eddie. That's right, Daddy. Anyway, back his, to your back his, to your atheism. I like to think that the Ed and Ed Kalehoff is short for Edward, but it's just <laughs> t- after the E, every letter's doubled. The extra D's for extra. Yeah. E D D W W A A R R D D. That's good. It'd be like if yeah. he had a clone. Yeah. You know, in the '90s and the era when Lucasfilm was not making or had no plans to Dolly, make more. Dolly, the sheep Dolly. Yes, Star Wars <laughs> movies. Uh, there was a, in a book, there was a clone of Luke Skywalker with two U's in his name. Oh. Luke. 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 Yeah. You know, Ed, Double D, Double D, Ed, uh, guess what uh, game show he did the theme music for? Who wants to be a millionaire? No, Double Dare. Oh, all two right. Two D's. Yeah, double dare. That's the two D's in Ed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are for double dare. Yeah. E double e, dare. Ed, Ed, e he stands for Edward. <laughs> or Ed. D stands for double. D stands for dare. <laughs> right. Edward double dare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a music critic. I'm not, um, uh-huh. you know, schooled in that way. I'm an enjoyer and, and fairly fairly liberal in, in, in my taste. I like just about anything. You're eclectic. I'm eclectic. Except, Except country and rap. Oh, well, I, I was going to say you, I was going to say neo-Nazi <laughs> black metal. But, <laughs> yeah. well, whatever you said's okay. Yeah. I guess. No, there's some good <laughs> tunes. You know, I mean, if you if you separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, no one one question I'd have. I, I go ahead. Yeah. One Sorry. question I would have, and I would I would feel I would throw this out to the to the audience if they want to call in and. Regale whoever's answering the phone today at WFHB with their theories at length. If, uh, you know, Stevie Wonder was a fairly singular character.
character in the history of music. Do you think there's a uh, a synonymous or a uh, a you know a, a parallel figure in country music that Stevie Wonder would be to soul and rhythm and blues? Ronnie Millsap. Ronnie Millsap. Oh boy! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a fine answer. That was a that was a train wreck I should have seen coming. Uh, I just walked. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I should have heard that one coming. Have you guys seen that video where they uh, claim that Stevie Wonder is sighted? No, but this sounds at least as convincing as Pizzagate. There's a video where he's on stage with a bunch of other people. I don't know what it's from exactly. A mic stand gets bumped into and Stevie Wonder catches it. And they claim that's the loophole in the con- in his blindness conspiracy. Right. Yeah. I mean, he'd be nothing without that persona as <laughs> yeah, a blind right. man. <laughs> as a blind prodigy. Yeah. If it weren't for that, yeah. He's got n- he's got nothing to hang yeah. his ca- his hat on. Yeah. Maybe that mic stand now. Yeah, now that he he's caught, caught it. it. Yeah. He's, he's got, got that it. in his possession. Uh no, but but one reason that I picked my my Easter trio is that mm-hmm. I think maybe Graham Parsons could be that figure for country music. Oh, or he could have been had he not died at a tragically young age. What criteria are you? What what at, what? Well, what I about just, Stevie Wonder are you? I feel to like find Steve, just because Stevie Wonder uh, has first of all he's a genius, of course, but also the way he brings in many different threads of music. Oh, in sure. This, into mm-hmm. this synthesis, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what Graham Parsons is at least going for until his life was tragically cut short, as you can see in the Johnny Knoxville movie. <laughs> take, take me to Vegas. <laughs> I watched a trailer this week for a new Johnny Knoxville movie. Oh, that's a, I'm glad he's still kicking. Yeah. I got to tell you guys, I got to make a confession here. I'm a fan of those jackass movies. Yeah. Hey, nothing to I, be ashamed of. Easter and I, I saw Bad Grandpa. Oh, and I thought that's fine. Now, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, never, I did not I never hate saw it. That. I did not hate it. I didn't quite get what they were after because it was a weird one where they mix. And I think the new one might be this that, way too, where they mix reality and storytelling. That, and I like the I like the ambiguity of it. It's not, but it just <laughs> it didn't quite. I, I just like those guys' personalities. I like the way they interact with the camera and and one another. So I, there you have it. I feel like you would probably be completely on board with the the dirty grandpa and whatever the new one is if you hadn't become woke in between mm. the Dur- older ones. Dirty and the grandpa newer ones. is different than bad grandpa. <laughs> dirty grandpa is the one with uh, um, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Yeah, bad abs. grandpa is a jackass movie. Yeah, it's not part of the badiverse that. In which right. uh, the bad moms and bad yeah. Santa live and cross pollinate. Yeah, and bad. It is boys. part of the Jackiverse. Dur- there's the dirty verse, which right. This has been discussed dirty in shows work. such as the Best Show, 2020, A Current Affair, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all live in the same universe as did Family Matters, Step by Step, Full House, the Miller Boyettiverse. The mm-hmm. Miller Boyettiverse. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, speaking of the Ronnie Millsap. Speaking of <laughs> I was about the to incident, say speaking of Ronnie Millsap, here's Ronnie Millsap with pure 
love. This one slaps, baby. Pure love. Baby, it's pure love. Milk and honey and Captain Crunch and you in the morning. Pure love. Baby, it's pure love. 99 and 44, 100% pure love. I wake up with sunshine. We're back with Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike with our guest, David Orr. David, quickly, name every band you've been in or musical project you have been yourself. Well, why don't we make it interesting? Yeah, what do you got in mind? How about if we play a little game? I'm going to read you four. I love games. That's one thing I know about you. I love games, but not in relationships. I agree there, too. I don't like when people play games. Yeah. I'm not a game player. Me either. I'm a straight shooter. I hate the players, and I hate the games. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to read you. This is a good game. Okay. I'm going to read you four band names. Mm -hmm. One of them is not a band I was in. So this will cover cover some some ground here. We have to pick the one that is not. Yeah. Which one is not a band I was in? Okay. We're talking uh, Northwest Indiana indie rock scene in the mid to late nineties. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Mm. Wait, are we just naming? No, he's. Naming I got them. it wrong. He's <laughs> naming them. We're not just naming. It was easy names. to get. Okay. The instructions are very difficult. I can understand you being <laughs> <Okay>. confused. <laughs> sorry. All right, number one, Delhi Twenty Six. Wait, I'm very sorry about that. Yeah, what that went was wrong weird. there? Something went wrong. So here's okay. The, let's try it again. Here's the list. Number one. Delhi 26. Number two. Bloated Cat. Number three. Helping Stalin. Number four. Proto Vex. I'm guessing my guess is B. What was A again? A was Delhi 26. Bloated cat was B. That's right. I think I'm going to go with B as well. You guys know me so well. You <laughs> both got you both got that All answer right. correct. <laughs> what are your most recent musical endeavors that uh, people can find and enjoy? And listen yeah, to? so I've got a little. I decided to monetize my back catalog as well as some more recent tunes that I've recorded. If you go to Cosmic Wolf Pack, that's Cosmic with a K. Dot bandcamp.com. Well, you can download them all for a very low price of $7 for the entire discography. And uh, I would like to say that I'm a fan of your music and I would recommend people go there so meaningful. and do that. Thank you. So, yeah, that's a project I've got called Health Worldwide that's been running since 1999 when I broke out of ProtoVex and went on my own after some acrimonious. Uh, sunny day real estate CSNY-esque <laughs> interpersonal things that happened uh, <laughs> I think I may have told you this in the past 
but I want to say I want to set the record straight and say it right here, right now, mm-hmm. live on tape. Live on tape. I think Health Worldwide is one of the best band names I've ever heard. And right. I think about it often, and I get jealous of it. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, I, I think I came up with it because I was especially in like a uh, see that would been yeah ninety nine. I was really into stuff like Devo, and uh, there's a Pittsburgh band called Operation Reinformation. They both had these elaborate backstories and sort of multimedia things happening. Like the websites were brand new back then, and it was the Wild West, and they both had just wonderful web presences and whatnot. And uh, I don't know, that seemed like a corporate sounding, vaguely name that I kind of liked. So that was the backstory. Can you tell us a little bit about the process? Because I know it's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everything else I do, it's very <laughs> slapdash. And I don't put a lot of thought or uh, planning into it. And uh, I, I normally, uh, for most of my uh, releases, I use a software called uh, the Wizard Master Control Program. Um, kind of a homemade program it's a MIDI sequencer so it calls up your your MIDI voices on your computer and then you can sequence them in 16 step sequencer and you basically can open up multiple iterations or instances of the program and then it all syncs automatically so I could have like seven wizard master sequencer windows open when you hit play on one it plays them all and I, I when I say homemade it's not something I made it was made by uh, um, the uh, main guy from Operation Reinformation. Who also had kind of this weird ambient, you know, like experimental band called Wizard Master. That's where it gets its name. Did he use that software for that band? Uh, so in Operation Reinformation, they used back to basic software, which was a sample triggering so- software where they'd have uh, computer keyboards um, strapped on guitar straps and mm-hmm. be, each member would be triggering samples. And that was probably the best live band I've ever seen. And then Wizard Master Control Program, yeah, he mainly used that in the Wizard <coughs> Master, uh, uh, you know, project. And it was all just really, I, I think he's kind of inspired by Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of stuff, like all the tunes, like they, they're named like, they sound like spells or something like that. But And when, when about was that? Were they that was the- like early, like maybe a few years, like around... Uh, Around the millennium, mm-hmm. you know that that epochal time when all of our lives changed so much. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, and maybe I just exist out of a out of the loop that I used to exist in. But I feel like there used to be. I used to encounter more uh, bands like that. I, I'm not familiar with that band, but that sounds great to me. Mm. And I feel like I don't see or hear about bands that are good, but still doing like technology gimmicks in mm-hmm. the same way partly i feel like the technology has caught up to the boring people like me and you can just push any old button on any old thing and it'll make it whatever any old sound you want it to so it doesn't take as much uh homework to do something and so the things the technology is less interesting so the output has become less interesting this is all conjecture uh but i wonder if you guys have a thought on that do you feel that same way or do, are you still encountering things that are interesting and strange like in that same way that that maybe around the turn of the century had going on yeah, or am I, I just way off base no I think that makes sense 
Yeah. I haven't really thought about that before, but... Uh, no, I think it does make sense, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right, Mike. <laughs> well, I've solved it. Yeah, Thank you. you. got Good. it. You Great. got it. Yeah. No, it is weird, though. Like, I think in... Like, I, I'm not trained in any way. I just kind of like putting sounds together, and sometimes it sounds all right, and I'll put it out. And... Uh, I feel like whenever I do have good ideas, it's mainly because I'm trying some new interface out. It was like when I first got synthesizers, it was just playing with that. That would inspire me to do stuff. Or then like these, just these weird little interfaces. And it's kind of the same way, like I use software to, to make like designs and stuff. It's just like that has as much influence as my own, whatever imagination or whatever. Yeah, maybe that's the thing. I feel like the imagination has been decoupled from the technology in a way that I wasn't really expecting to happen. Not yeah. that I had expectations, but... We watched... The other night we had a YouTube party. Are we allowed to say that? Is that, is that okay? Yeah, I didn't can, ask you guys if I should share that. Yeah, that can be divulged. We had dinner together at David's house, and then... Uh, all connected to his smart TV and shared we had YouTube write, videos. We're, we're mostly writing the script for this show. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Yeah, a lot of work. Uh, and someone, I don't. Even, it might have been Jimmy. I don't remember who it was. Someone played an old clip of Dan Deacon on the news that I had seen years ago. It's so fun. Yeah. And he's got this elaborate setup. The song is very good, mm -hmm. but very strange. Mm -hmm. And it still feels strange to me when I watch it now, even though I've heard it before. And... Uh, I don't know. His music has evolved, and I think in good ways. But yeah. uh, maybe, maybe I'm just older and used to things now. But I feel like I get less stuff like that crossing my path lately, where it's like that was very weird. But I still enjoyed it. You, you feel like it's being something like that's being replaced by a MacBook computer? Perhaps. On, on I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or just other technologies. Because yeah. everything on that table, it was all duct taped together and yeah. very much looked like he had altered and homemade things. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he had tinkered with stuff. I mean, down to his clothes looked like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's maybe, maybe that was just an aesthetic choice. I doubt it. But, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of a tinkerer. So, yeah. you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I'm thinking back, like, like especially those last, I don't know, yeah, last five years or so, the 90s, I guess that was mainly when I was, you know, getting involved in music and stuff. And uh, I really loved bands like uh, like Operation Reinformation or I'd go see Man or Astro Man every yeah. time they'd come through. That's and what they I've been thinking had, of this whole time, actually. They always <laughs> had something, some kind of different shtick. Like, to the one year that they, they, they put out, a, like, simultaneous tours i don't know how many there were at least two or three where they just basically had musicians who were playing clones of them mm -hmm. and uh you know there would just be these clone tours of <laughs> man or astro man like going on um and then yeah i'd say like especially i i think there was like there there were a handful of influences i think stemming to me it's like all connected to like devo and mark mothersbaugh who also of course did the music and I think like there are some similar aesthetics to like the the Pee -wee, Pee Wee's Playhouse set design. You know, it kind of fit with the music he was doing for it. And then there was uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 for me. I think like Joel Hodgson when he created that, there was a lot of those same weird influences. So there was a, it's kind of the 90s for me in a nutshell. I've said in a nutshell three, four times now on this show. <laughs> I, that I've never is you in a nutshell. I've, I've never said it four times in a two-hour span in my life. Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, that I don't know. It seemed to be what spoke to me when I was, thought I could, you know, just do stupid music and put it out. That makes sense. That's Maybe the audiences are more sophisticated. Sophisticated. Could that be? I don't know. I, I actually don't think that's true, but maybe that is mm-hmm. part of it. The audience has changed. People want more like uh, nuance maybe and uh, or not nuance because there's more nuance to that stuff, but more like uh, m- what more of the creases they ironed slick out. Stuff. They want cool, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Neat stuff. <laughs> I don't know. This is something I think about. I will. Uh, I, I know you're a traveler occasionally. Mm-hmm. Love to travel. Love to Hit the road. If you ever find yourself in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, one of the folks from, I don't know who, from Manor Astro Man? Yeah, probably uh, Bird Stuff, I believe. Okay, he's got a venue down there called yeah. the Saturn. I think that's right. That is just fantastic. I've only been in like the cafe part. I've not seen a show there mm-hmm. yet. I, I moved a friend down there recently. We hung out there for a whole day while we were waiting to meet with this realtor. And it Sometimes was Sometimes Mike moves friends to other towns if... He's if I've had, had enough, had enough yeah. with them. Sure. Or it's like, hey, you're moving in on my gimmick here. Yeah. Uh, there's only room enough for one. Of, there's only room for one of us in well, this town. With you're that, getting moved to Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And with that particular person, which we all know who that is, yeah. I think naming his his son Asa was a step too far. Uh, that that particular individual. Yeah, he really pushed it. Yeah. Because there are other, there are actually rather like two or three other people who have named their son Lisa mm-hmm. in this town, and they'll get moved. And that was the they're th- gone. That guy was like, "We'll get to the, him." That's the last straw. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're moving to Birmingham. Yeah. So I, I actually personally went to his house. I rented a U-Haul mm. truck <laughs> and uh, went to his house while he was at work one day. I uh, have a key already because we are very close friends, so I didn't have to break and enter. I just entered, and. Uh, Put some plastic and, and uh, trash bags over all of his duds, packed them up in the truck, and when he got home from work, I said, hop in, pal. We're headed to Birmingham. He's like, where's my son? Where's where's my Asa? I said, packed in a bag in the back of the truck. <laughs> He's in grandma's attic. That's right. <laughs> Maybe just a coincidence. You know, speaking of coincidences, on last our last show, me and Mike both picked the exact same song for our playlist. That's spooky. Wild, huh? Yeah. We were we were in sync. Our moons yeah. were aligned. Yeah, I was gonna say just, it, was, it was just it was some rando song, rando song by the Blue Nile. Yeah, and then before that, the songs we played were the exact same time, three twenty six. Yeah, where was the key? I bet if you looked at at, at any two key. songs yeah. uh, on that set list between the two of yours, that it would there would be some sort of deep uh, connection between them. Whether yeah. it's producer, uh, you know, uh, the key it was played in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the actual song. The scale. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to play some more of this game. All right. More game. Yeah. Are we naming which band you were not in? No. I, was that the only question in the game? I've only been in five, and that was four of them. Okay. Well, let's talk about a friend of yours then, since we've gone over all of yours. Yeah. Uh, BJ Sunfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> You're the only person who seems to that he seems to talk to. He's a a recluse, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like being social might benefit him in some ways. He's getting older. Uh, I noticed you've been uh, releasing his music for him on that aforementioned Bandcamp page, Cosmic Wolfpack. Mm-hmm, that's right. Cosmic yeah. with a K. 
Wolfpack with a CK. Yeah, that's right. Wolfpack's spelled normally, Cosmic with a K. You can get this, people. Anyway, tell us about BJ Sunfire. Yeah, so yeah, those BJ albums. 2018 yeah. is the 15th anniversary yeah. of, of uh, emotion. emotion. Yeah, yeah, 15th anniversary. Yeah, that was the first. I, I really had it. I mean, if I'm going to be honest with that, he, he did bring the the vocal abilities there, but, you know, that's really, uh, you know, I did everything else on it. Yeah. You know, from synthesizer solos down to, you know, picking the beats. I had a Yamaha drum kit and, uh, you know, I programmed those beats myself. Now, did you sample uh, your own sounds? Uh, I should say I, I'm a Yamaha drum machine, oh, not I a see. drum Got it. kit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard, and this, this <laughs> might all be hearsay. Yeah. I heard that uh, Carly Rae Jepsen was she had to put those little dots in her album Emotion, so it's E yeah. dot M O dot T I O N because otherwise BJ Sunfire we just wouldn't let her use the title Emotion. Yeah, yeah. We were ready to ready to, to see over that. Yeah, it was it was dicey there. But they you know, it's all unlike the fellow that Mike the individual we all know that Mike had to move out of town. We were able to come to a Mutually, I think, acceptable solution with Carly Rae Jepsen and her management, who were all stand-up people. They were all comedians, which is why you will see the BJ Sunfire opening up the 2018 fall right. Carly Rae Jepsen. That tour. is absolutely right. He's got those. I pipes. can't believe. Still can't believe His that's pipes happening. are waxed. He's ready to ready to bring it, bring that thunder out. You know, he played once with Dan Deacon. I think that was his proudest moment. Oh, yeah. Over in the 9th Street Park, you know, when it, before it was the Ernest Butler Park, uh, under the uh, picnic shelter. Um, yeah, so BJ, he's, you know, and he took a brief detour. You know, he's he's a wanderer. He uh, kind of just tumbles through life like a, a tumbleweed tumbles. <laughs> And uh, that's the most times I've seen t- tumble in a uh-huh. 30 second span of time. I w- I'm pretty sure I saw him walking down the sidewalk last time I drove through Bedford. Does he hang out in Bedford? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's okay. deep. He's deeply embedded into the Bedford scene. Um, Wait, there's a Bedford music scene? No, he just lives in a dentist's basement oh, in Bedford. Oh, Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and uh, he w- released a, a hip hop album in uh, a few years ago um, called Smash Nut Trippin'. Um, it's got some good. It's raw stuff. It's not slick stuff. It's not cool stuff. <laughs> would but you it say is raw? Would stuff. you say it's neat? It's neat. It's neat stuff. Yeah, but it's mostly raw stuff, and that's mostly what you're gonna get. Yeah, he's pretty raw. I spoke to him recently. In yeah. fact, oh, he was on your show. Yeah, he came right. on the show. Yeah, yeah. that's great to ha- make that happen. Boy, was that fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I think I think really the the finest <laughs> thing that BJ ever accomplished was recording with you. Oh, and with uh, Dave Sagetti, mm-hmm. famous from Sleeping Bag. That's right. Um, I put the emphasis on bag when I talk about that. Bag. Sleeping bag. Um, recording a tune called "Husky Boy Bounce," which is which is. Uh, <laughs> Can they hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, can we get the, uh, yeah. get the commentary track? Yeah, so here's the Husky Boy Minute podcast. So I think this one all began when, when BJ, um, you know, he just wanted to do just wanted to do an upbeat song with a Bo Diddley beat. 
And I don't think that Dave Segedy knew what that meant. I don't think he was a Bo Diddley fan or anything. But once you hear it, you, you've, you've heard it everywhere. And it, yeah. was, it, was, it was pioneered by Bo Diddley. We shouldn't forget that. So, uh, I think that the gar- guitar tone on this is just top-notch. I do think this recording came out pretty good. Yeah. Better than... than I'll bet it's right up there with 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 four hour turnaround. Do you find that uh, you find that BJ Sunfire uh, tries to do like these uh, cash in novelty hits? He's because most, he because he wants to, or is he just looking to make ten dollars? I think <laughs> I think mostly he wears that novelty uh, badge proudly. Okay, you know, I mean, you've got your chubby checkers who try to to flog it. You know, it's I mean, uh, all respect due to Chubby Checker, um, but I don't think he, he sits well with being a novelty act. BJ sits perfectly well with it, um, and you know I think this is passion. This isn't a cash in. You know he's not. He doesn't. He's, he's that, living in the basement in Bedford. That he's, should be on the BJ Sunfire yeah. T-shirt. This, this is passion, not a cash in. <laughs> this is passion, not a cash in. Yeah, that should be on every. Yeah, yeah that's good. I, yeah. I may steal that myself. Yeah, you should. Listen to that drumming. Yeah, that's that's Dave Segedy, people. Beautiful. Listen to that. And I think that uh, in addition to, of course, providing rock vocals on that, because I think that BJ rightly uh, refers to himself m- not as a singer, but as a rock vocalist. Mm-hmm. Um, he also played the uh, the uh, SK One on that. Oh uh, yeah, that tune. Uh, Monroe County rock vocalist. Yeah, Monroe County rock vocalist. And I mean, honestly, I've been trying to get him to change it to Lawrence County, but uh, he's he, he won't budge. He he thinks he gets a little change. bit a little bit more marketability from Monroe County, and and you know, I guess I can't fault him for that. Yeah. He used to make a lot of music with Boston McCready. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. That. What, good, uh, good buds. Whatever happened yeah. with that guy? Yeah, so he and his his uh, buddy Boston, um, they're kind of an acoustic duo, um, and uh, you know they just made some made some good music. They had a, in so particular they had a song about a Triceratops. Yeah, the Triceratops. That I very much loved. Was yeah, that was a, that was a good one. It got covered on a uh, a written about on a. Uh, some alt weeklies website oh a few years ago uh to my surprise wow i found through one of my occasional googling uh sojourns googling bj you ever google yourself <laughs> mike adams me <laughs> yeah no you i believe have a google alert set up with my name on it so i don't have to do that you just tell oh, me i'm sorry about that embarrassing. my name pops up it's embarrassing. i bet you get some oh, bad man. stuff it's embarrassing <laughs> When you're Googling BJ, mm-hmm. is it hard to wade through um, all the results to find what you're looking no, for? No, <laughs> there are not many results. Uh, there will be... Uh, now, see, when I Google BJ, yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of results. I get a lot of hits. Yeah, I get maybe two pages and... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're not using the quotation marks you there. Oh, quotation BJ yeah. Sunfire quotation. Oh. Yeah, ask the librarian. Yeah. I see Simple. what my problem that's, has been. That's... Yeah. Rookie okay, mistake. Got it. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, you you will come up with some some automobiles. Uh huh. Sunfire is a popular yeah. model of uh, mm-hmm. 
All right, Pontiac. now it's time for the seg- segment of the show. <laughs> the the That's going on my YouTube uh, radio <laughs> bloopers <laughs> mix. Now is the time for the everyone sex. in the world. Everyone yes? in the world's favorite show segment when we talk about new local restaurants. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah Any new local time. restaurants that you've tried? Um... First of all, let's name any new restaurants that have popped up since our last show. Bedrock Cafe. Okay. Have you tried it, David? Uh, Bedrock. Yeah, I, I did. I did try Bedrock, and I reviewed it on Google. Really? Oh. Yeah, I provided Google I, a fair and balanced. What? You want to give us a uh, Cliff Notes version of your Google I review? I think they're going through some growing pains. Time will tell. Okay. <laughs> I have not been yet. You both have been. I've yeah. not. I felt the same way. Yeah. We, we were in concordance on that. Uh, what kind of food are we talking over there? I had a chorizo burger that was too expensive for a working man like me yeah. for what it was. But it was fine. <laughs> My <laughs> glowing review. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it was literally their first week open. So, yeah. Uh, you know where I went was... Uh, Osteria Ragol. That was the next thing I was going to ask about. Yeah, I went there. Let's talk what about that. What do you that. think about that? Tell us all about uh, that place. It was affordable uh-huh. and good. Check, check. Portion size, a little on the small side, but quality, high. That's check. good. You don't want to eat too much as you did today. That's true. Yeah. I learned my lesson all today. Sitting in, in that boat together. I certainly learned my lesson earlier today. Uh, the segment... Uh, came up because you said BJ's and there's a new BJ's restaurant. In town. Oh, where? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've never been to it. I think it's maybe just a chain thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Oh, we're on the east BJ's side. BJ's Burgers and Brews. Yeah, BJ's. What was it called? BJ's Burgers and Brews. BJ's Burgers and Brewsters. And son. Is <laughs> that Yoda? <laughs> no, that was from the <laughs> cartoon Captain Caveman and Son. I uh, belong to a uh, nerdy, invite-only comedy writing community Love it. Uh, through a piece of technology, uh, and I've only dipped my toe in the water over there. But one of the topics they were looking for uh, ideas on was uh, like a Twitter hashtag thing, you know, where it was like, make a cartoon into a band. Mm. And, you know, there were some fine ones, whatever. Uh, but my submission was Captain Caveman and Sonny and Cher. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I didn't get a single uh, vote on that. Uh, I think, I wonder I if think they people <laughs> remember Captain Caveman. And I, wonder, I, I did. I mean, we're the only two. <laughs> I wonder if they'd go for Captain Cavemanford Man. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. if I think that maybe I'm on the older end. Well, I don't yeah. know, actually. I don't know the demographic. Maybe. I don't know. So I wonder if there are people who would not even know what Captain Caveman is on this list. I don't know for sure, but they did not like Captain Caveman and Sonny and Cher. I bet, I bet at least <laughs> at least a few of those folks, you know, were maybe born around the time that we we're, you know, this technology oh, we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So this is why they don't have any respect for that stuff. You know, yeah. this the the, the these kids the, these the, days, these musical tinkerers, were uh, ancient news. You know, old news to yep. them. Mm-hmm. Old hat, old hats, dusty hat, old hat on hats. a hat rack. Had a mic stand. Had on Stevie Wonder's mic stand. Yeah. Which he probably threw from across the room and got it to stick on there because he yeah. could see it perfectly. He's lit. 
I don't know if there's any uh, compelling audio to that video. Maybe we should find that clip and play it, and then maybe have David's reaction to it oh, yeah. on the radio. I'd like to see it. It's something. It's something. I mean, I think that he could probably hear it. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Like he had heightened he- hearing sense. Yeah, yeah. Due to the loss of his eyesight. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. I understand. I just wanted. I mean, I love the man's music. I, I truly do. And I just wanted to bring him up. I didn't realize it was gonna. It's gonna get us into trouble so many yeah, times. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Jared's got the clip. Let's see if there's any audio. He's any turning the audio. laptop towards me. Are you not playing the audio? There's no audio. There's none. I'm just, we're just getting David's reaction. Okay, t- you did tell us about the video, Jared. Okay, the mic is falling after Sir Paul walks by. Stevie Wonder kind of grabs it. Wait, was that it? I have, okay, a, I have my own theory. What's the verdict? I think there was, there was a second, second oh, catcher. Was a second I think there was a, somebody behind Stevie that we couldn't see, and that wasn't Stevie's arm. So you think someone was in Stevie's coat behind him with their arms going through his coat while he had his arms behind his own back? <laughs> it's a great like that classic. Yeah, it's like, a great oh, church because they wanted yeah. hits on their their conspiracy uh-huh. video. Here, yeah. I have a better video of it with audio. Here, um, is the sound up? I guess it was because it was already. Yeah, just make sure it's up. Here we go. Okay, so now we are going to be listening to Individual Stevie Wonder. Cranberry baked three puff pastries, Brussels sprouts with caramelized onions and crispy bacon. Fried mac and cheese balls with truffle oil, buttery jalapeno cornbread, lobster mashed potatoes, garlic and herb stuffed mushrooms, roasted butternut squash with maple glazed pecans, prosciutto wrapped asparagus spears, cranberry sauce out of the can. Sorry, I got the, I got the Opalia chasei, insculpta, robluskii, opisobranchia. Austria, you know, Equestris, no, 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 no. Franz, Lourdes, Permolis, Paleoconca, Pandora, Guliana, Punctata, Panopia, Bitruncata, Generosa, Papyridia, Soleniformis, Pectin, Corinus, Degensis, Ravenelli, Zigzag, Pedicularia, Californica. You know uh, that that little that little uh, clip you've played a few times here today. It reminds me of the the. I can kind of remember when I had the idea to start the dinosaur blog we mentioned in the first hour of the show. Uh-huh. We were all I, or I don't know if everyone at this table was at this party, but it was uh, when your wife lived at Colonial Crest Apartments. Uh-huh. I can divulge that now because she doesn't live there now. Sure, and it's not called that anymore. It is not. It's called uh, the Arch, for no no apparent reason. <laughs> um, and James Mann, mutual friend of ours, uh, was reciting all the names of the presidents and doing a, a bang up job of it. Oh, uh-huh. and I realized I could name more uh, generic names of dinosaurs uh-huh. than presidents. And uh, at the time, I was I was working in a cubicle, just you know, working working hard working blue collar man. Mm-hmm. Just trying to make ends meet, feed his little child Asa, <laughs> and uh, 
And uh, yeah, I think that was one of the things that made me say, yeah, that would kind of be fun to, to, to write about those, those, those animals on, online, on, on a blog. Happened. Speaking of vlogs, how the heck do we get to your blog? We're yeah. out of time, is, is what I'm saying. No, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> We're getting there. We're okay. No, no hurry. We have four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. We got four minutes. Well, it's not that well, long of a blog because, name. Well, I can it spell takes four it out minutes four to minutes. wind a showdown. Yeah. As we've, I, I mean, we wasted right. 30 seconds I, right here. <laughs> you're right. You're totally I right. I apologize for the name. It's uh, chasmosaurs.com. Chasmosaurs.com. And honestly, I don't expect anyone to know how to spell that. Chasm of Google, source. Google will correct you. Yeah, just uh, but C-H-A-S-M, a chasm, like a grand chasm you might fall into and die. O, source. So just like, you know, you've seen that suffix on the name of many dinosaurs mm-hmm. in your life. Chasmosaurs.com, head there. It's WordPress. We've got multiple levels of security, so your stuff isn't going to get stolen by the Republican Guard. And another thing we didn't really talk about too much is your brilliant graphic design work. Yeah, I mean, uh, true. Blue Aster Studio. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Dot com is where we can see your work. Uh, you have prints. Yeah. Patches. No patches. I mean, yet. I mean, I've, I've designed stickers. patches. That's right. Stickers. Uh, for folks. I can do that if you want to hire me. Mm-hmm. You are for, for hire on the table. You can make... Uh, oh, yeah, we got... Uh, Jennifer and I, we have an Etsy shop that we run with, the, with our design business. We sell stickers and And you can get there from blueasterstudio.com. You can. You just hit that shop link and it's going to take you right there and you're, you'll be in heaven. Blueasterstudio.com for your design and mm-hmm. merchandise. Chasmosaurs.com for... For dinosaurs, dinosaur, and especially this, the intersection of science and art is a a, a unifying theme. Dinosaurs. <laughs> that was me snoozing. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I don't blame you. Dinosaur, dinosaurs. Cosmic Cos- Wolfpack. Dot Bandcamp. Dot com. For tunes. K. Uh, cosmic with a K. Mm-hmm. Cosmic with a K. Wolfpack with a C K. Cosmic Wolfpack. Dot cam. Dot cam. No, 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 don't do that. That's not real. <laughs> .bandcamp.com. I'm not putting out the money on this uh, shoestring label, mm-hmm. uh, shoestring budget label that I've got to, to buy a domain name. I'm not doing it. Not going to do it. Don't plan to do it. Hey, but seriously, thanks for being here, David. I really appreciate it's it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great time. Talking to you. Yeah. And Let's do it again next Easter. We've, we've got to go. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's time for us to go to our jobs at the pretzel factory. Did you know me and Mike work at a pretzel factory now? I do. Well, we didn't even talk about it on the show, but we'll get to it next I time. know a lot about it, though. Let's, let's send it off to Art Bell, who's <laughs> up next with Coast to Coast AM. That's not actually true. No, that's not true. Don't. We'll get the FCC on us again. Oh, that guy. Ugh. Yeah. That guy, he's a real thorn in my side. Thanks, everybody. See you. We won't we see, won't you. see you. you. You can hear us again in two weeks. We